Blog Talk Radio. September 2nd, 2015, September 2, 2015. You know, I have a Facebook group for recruiters. It's called Recruiters Online. And yesterday, I posted a link to a discussion on Quora, great site, Quora.com. And some people didn't like that link. Uh, here it was. I'll tell you what it was about. It was about a single woman who had a married boyfriend at work and the relationship was making her feel bad, and she didn't know how to put it behind her because she decided that it wasn't worth pursuing. So I wondered, when I read the article, if she decided to make a move to a new job, what would she tell the recruiter when she was asked why she wanted to leave? Would she admit to an office romance, or would she say that she was just ready to take on her next big challenge? You know, all those canned lines. Well, and then, you know, let's say everything proceeded okay, uh, they get to the offer stage, the recruiter goes to check the references, would the truth come out? Would he or she, the recruiter, find out about this office romance? And if it did come up, what would the recruiter do about it? It seemed like a legitimate topic to me. But here's what I think bothered the prudes, the prudes in my group. The woman gave a frank description of her office romance and admitted that she had oral sex with the boyfriend, and that shocked some people. They thought it was awful that I would publish such a thing, and I was taken by surprise. I mean, after Paula Jones and Monica Lewinsky, I thought it was okay to talk about oral sex in public, especially in a business publication, lots of people get fired for having sex with their coworkers. At least I thought so. You're always reading about some CEO who has to step down because he's having sex with a consultant or something like that. And, you know, I once heard a training tape for recruiters by a guy named Tony Bruno, and he told the story of a woman who didn't want a job that he sent her out for. And when he asked her why, she said that when she was out for the interview, she didn't see any nice single guys there. No nice-looking single guys at that office. Office romance is real, everybody! You know, but maybe that's not relevant to a recruiter. Uh, Tony Bruno thought it was, but maybe, you know, as long as, you know, you want to leave and it's not because you're doing a lousy job, who cares why you want to leave? Who cares if you got a harem at your current position? You know, after all, who are we to pry? into the candidate's private life, even if it takes place at work, eh? Okay, but now let me tell all those people out there who were worried about sex, there's not going to be any salacious talk on today's episode of Jerry. Jerry, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal Jerry. Okay. 
you know, we're going to get right to the guest. Forget about Jerry. No chit-chat today. Jeff Newman, are you there? I am here and excited to be online. Great. I'm, I'm glad to have you. So um, did you study that song that I suggested? It wasn't one that I knew. And you know how you deep say my you came to Baltimore is. from Ole Miss, a class ring '74. I don't know how it goes. The eastern moon looks ready for a wet kiss to make the <laughs> tide rise again. You know what? I I I picked that song because of the introduction, the you know the sex thing, the wet kiss. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll pass on that. Oh, okay, Jeff. What do you think about that? Well. I'll, we'll introduce you in a minute. What do you think about that? Does it make a difference if your candidate is leaving uh, her old job because she's got a boyfriend there and she wants to put him behind her? Or, you know, is no, that significant at all? I don't think all? at all. I don't think it has a reflection on her. I actually think it speaks highly of her because she's trying to get out of an uncomfortable in difficult situation. Could you speak into probably... your phone or your mic or yeah, whatever I, it is? I, I You're a bit muffled. I'm having some trouble with you, okay? Yep, yep. How's this? Is this better? That's a little better. A little better. Is Jerry here? Two six zero. Jerry, are you here? Okay, I don't know if he is or not. Anyway, uh, so let's see. So what's I, your name? I Jeff, Jeff Newman. N e w m a n. Your Twitter address is Apikoros, which means heretic. Eighteen. A p i k o r o s one eight. A p i k o r o s one eight. That's his Twitter name. Uh, what's your personal brand? Did I go off the air? Can you hear me? Am I still on? We can hear you. Or I can. Yeah, we're on. I hear you. Okay, well, why isn't the, the guest answering? You're on, brother. What's your personal brand, Jeff? Maybe it's He's silent. There. Why do I always have problems? Jeff, you're there. miming it. Can I hear it? Jeff, can you hear me? Jeff. Jeff's gone. He's here. I can see he's still logged into the show. Look, we're not even five minutes in, and it's wrecked. I cut the the song short. No, that was a a positive. Okay, well, that was was a good start to the show. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Mike, Mike Cox, does it make a difference to you if the candidate you know, uh, had uh, oral sex with somebody at her last job, and that's why she wants to leave. Can you hear me now? Dude, nobody cares about yeah. that. Yeah, but I want to hear from Mike Cox before we get back going. to you, Jeff. Mike, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Who would ever bring to the show? that up okay. to a somebody recruiter or anybody the else? On their speakers. Wait a sec. Someone, someone's listening to the show on their speakers, aren't they? Is that what's causing the echo? I think it's me trying to log in. I'm going to call in using the other number and turn this off. Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah. We'll talk. Well, I'll interview my other people while you're gone. Okay, Mike Cox, over to you again. You got the question. The, nobody would ever bring that up. Has anybody honestly ever re- received yeah. that kind of a response regarding what's pushing you out of your current position? Or yeah. why are you yeah, looking? Okay, but what if you did a reference check and somebody said, you know what, you had a boyfriend here and things, you know, went sour. He's married. What would what would you do then? That's certainly something to maybe be concerned about. But that and maybe ten other uh, details are all on sliding scales. I mean, you can't make a 
a decision just simply based on... Would you do anything practical about it? Yes or no? I, I, honestly, I wouldn't want to touch that. Well, so you would just stay away. But if, if everything else was okay, it wouldn't be an issue. But if there was other things that were iffy, that might color your thinking. Alejandro, are you there? I am. You want to comment while we're waiting for Jeff to come back to get? Somebody brings that up. It's a judgment hit. Uh, that's what I'm yeah. looking at it as. You know, it's not that I'm not going to judge their personal life. I'm going to judge how they choose to interact with me, and that means how they're going to interact with the client. And I'm not in the business of making myself look foolish in front of my clients. So okay. I'm going to weigh it their that against personal them. life if it takes place at work? Uh, you know, 60-40, I don't know. You know, anybody else? Anybody else on the line want to comment on that? Come on, this is something. I, I everybody. think the, the line I, of what is personal and what is work is not what it was 20 years ago, and I also think the fact that she recognizes this as as a negative behavior and is seeking to distance herself from the negative behavior is an, actually a very positive thing and not to be looked at negatively at okay, all. Okay, end of topic. You're back. Okay. Do you want to tell us your personal brand or should I move on to a new thing? Is it, do you know the, your personal brand or are you going to have to think about it? No, it's, it's the empathetic, upfront, no BS recruiter. I tell it like it is. Okay. So you want to tell us your sad story about job hunting and how it's changed you as a person. Now, you uh, lost your job uh, by su- sort of surprise. Suddenly, you thought you were doing a good job. They laid you off. And although you had many years of experience and some good references, I know from people I know myself, you had a hard time finding a new job. Am I right about that? I really struggled. I really struggled. Okay, and you seem to get, I think, oh, no, no, let me guide uh, you so you don't go on too long. Okay, you seem to get a very good response to sending out resumes. You got a phone screens, but no one wanted to bring you in for a face-to-face. Is that true? I would say that the ratio of face-to-face for phone, to phone screens was not what I expected, and offers from in-persons was not what I expected. Offers from what? Going in, in person, in person, in person interview. You didn't get many in person, and my guess no, is no, I did not. Pe- people heard your accent and they said, "I'm not going to hire this guy." That's 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 what my guess is. That's what knocked you out. Your New York accent, Ella Hansen, uh, I think that is you. part of it, and I also think uh, I, the fact that I'm overweight hurt me on the in persons, and that I am old. How, how Do overweight I think it was are you? Conch- how overweight are you? I'm five pounds down. I started Weight Watchers last week, but I'm obese, man. Uh, you know, people try to harpoon me on the street. I am. I sit around the house. I sit around the house. I'm a big guy. Okay. You're a short, big man, okay? You're a little mm-hmm. big man. Good name for a mm-hmm. movie. Okay. So you had uh, a transformation because you felt that uh, it was extremely painful when recruiters didn't get back to you. Is that what... That's your big story, right? Uh, I always knew that that was a thing, and and poor feedback, and interviews that were not that were scripted and not designed to get the give us some examples now. We'll start at the interviews. We'll start at the interviews. What was stupid about the interviews? What didn't you like about them? Two separate times, I was asked this question. So, if you won a billion dollars in the lottery tomorrow, what are you going to do? That question went out of date 
the the same time bell bottoms went out of date. There is no valid information to be gathered from that question. There is no right or wrong answer to that question. It's a BS question. No okay, one should so hold have on that a second. question Wait, in their you're arsenal. An exper- you're an experienced recruiter. You know that question is not valuable. Did you take you use though use the opportunity to take control and say, you know what, I don't think that question's 100% worthwhile. Why don't we ask this question instead? Because I can tell you some good information. Did you do that? Did you try to take the reins? No, I was Why not? too afraid. Why not? Because I, was af- because I was afraid. Because I needed a job. So I tried to do, I tried to say and do the right things to be a sycophant, to be an ass kisser, because the job awesome was answer. more, hmm? That is what answer did I give? What answer did I give? This is the answer I always gave. You know, money like that changes everything. I can't tell you what I do, what I would do, but I'd know I'd still be working because I'm not the kind of guy who sits at home all day watching movies. I'd be doing something. I just don't know what it is. Okay, that's like saying I quit my job. That's another way of saying I wouldn't be here. Oh okay? yeah, but uh, you know, the, well, you the know answer, what? Here's, the, here's a better the answer. answer. I like well, are you worried I'm about me still... not staying? Are you worried about? It sounds like you're worried about me not staying. But I'll tell you something. If I win the lottery, I won't stay. But you know how how how, how many odds? The odds are against me that I'm going to win the lottery. I'll be here forever. It's not something you should be <laughs> worried about. That's a better about. answer. Better answer. I also like, I'll still work, just not for you. But you can't yeah, really I, say I that. Yeah, the Critters Training Academy that teaches Critters how not to Sorry. ask that question. Somebody's talking. So and, I had, I had a, an interviewer read from a script in front of me, asking me questions from a script and writing down the answers. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking to myself as he's doing this, I can't believe that this person is going to give an evaluation on me as a recruiter when he is reading from a script. A okay, script. but hold on. Since, wait a second. That person needed guidance. You could have completely fed them the points that you wanted to because they had no thoughts of their own. Am I right about that? Don't you see that as an opportunity? Or on the and, flip I, side, do you want to work I in that position kind of or in that company? Insulted. I was insulted. Answer, I thought it answer, was insulted. Answer Alejandro's question. Yeah, you were insulted. Does that mean you didn't want to work? Was that a reputable company or a two-bit joint? Fantastic company. Great people. Um, the way I got Great people? The interview, it doesn't sound like it. It doesn't uh, sound not, like it. This was the final stage. It was a brand-new recruiter who had just been hired to the company, and I think it was his second recruiting job, maybe a year or two of experience, but he would have been my teammate. And I think... Um, I interviewed with the engineering team, and we hit it off fantastically. And I think the kibosh, and this was the final round, I think the kibosh came from this guy. And the engineering team really liked me. The way I got the interview was I sent the CEO a personal email that I said, you know, I submitted myself through the applicant tracking system, but I wanted to reach out to you personally. And what I did was I researched the CEO, and I used a quote as my subject line from an interview he gave, and then I showed him uh, a whole bunch of people who had patents in the industry that this company was in, and I said, are these the type of people you're looking for because there's no other recruiter who can get them for you the way I can? And that's how I got the first interview, which was with the CEO. But I think the kibosh came from, from this guy. From this nobody. 
The CEO yes. like you? Don't go. That's, that doesn't make sense. The CEO, the big boss like you, and this junior nobody who just came on board, he had the power to give you the nicks or the kiboshes you keep saying? Animal? I don't think I so. Don't, I think you're I in fantasy know. land. I think you're in fantasy land. Anybody with me, anybody with me on this who's on the line? What's in the startup? Jeff thinks that the, the, the big boss in the company liked him, but this junior recruiter was not a startup. Up. Yeah, it was a startup. Every place I interviewed was primarily yeah, that, a startup, usually series A. Everyone has a voice. Yep. Yep. That's what it was. Uh, there was another company where the interview went fantastic, and I'll tell you how I screwed this one up. I am a recruiter, I do research. So I researched every single person I was talking with. And I think I really creeped out two of the interviewers about how much I knew about them because of my research. Give us an example. Uh, Did you know um, about their sex lives at their previous jobs? No, but I commented on where she went to college uh, because I saw it on her LinkedIn and said, I found your major to be very interesting, and, and if I get this job, I'd love to go out for lunch, talk about it, because that's an area that I find fascinating. Well, maybe she thought you were coming and, on to her. There's a lunch invitation. Is that the problem? Because I can't see uh, a problem with saying, hey, you know what? I looked at your LinkedIn profile. I saw your school. There's nobody in the world who would get freaked out by that. Animal, you weren't there. You could feel it as soon as I said it that I had creeped her out. I don't. I'm not a creepy guy in that way. I'm really not. Uh-huh. Uh, you how know many what? people I, on I this phone toned, know me? I think, you've toned, I think you've toned down your accent as well. I mean, congratulations. It was awful before. I've been, now, I've been working on it, but I will. You know, I almost cut my no, hair. No, I'm as telling the song you. Says. I'm telling you, it's different. I'm telling you, it's different. I've talked to you many times on the show. Now, there's something else, though, that uh, you made me forget. That's what you get to those recruiters. You made them forget what they wanted to say. Okay. So, anyway, here's here's the mystery. You went through this terrible you, – how many interviews did you have? Or You were sending out – how many resumes did you send out total? It sounds like you were sending out tons I of them. I sent out in a six-week period over 250, maybe 300 uh, resumes. And when I say there's that, that many I didn't, companies. There's that many companies in the Bay Area? That's where you live, right? Yeah. Oh, there's more than that. There's way more than that. And okay. I didn't, so, I didn't, I didn't uh, send and pray. Everyone I sent out, I had a personalized uh, cover letter, and I also tried to do a follow-up to anybody I could find on LinkedIn, in the HR department, a CEO, because I, I like the 20 to 30-person company where my influences felt. I like to be a big fish in a small pond. And the way you do that is relationships and, and you're going to get more likely to be noticed if you try to contact someone inside and not just, you know, send out and pray. Okay. Now you've got multiple sclerosis, right? Yes, I do. Did you advertise that? Something was going wrong. I just can't figure out what it was. Okay. So did you advertise that? Did you tell them about that when you went in? No. Nope. Okay. So Never. You sent out, you said 300 resumes. How many phone screens did you get? I would say 75 to 100. And how many personal face-to-face interviews? 25 to 30. Oh, well, that's a, okay. And so in six weeks, you didn't 25, get a job. 25, I would say. And I okay. would say that out of that, the majority of them were not from send-outs. They were from somebody who I knew somebody. 
uh, one of the best and most professional and awesome interview experiences I had, even though I didn't get the job, was Hewlett Packard. And I got introduced to Dustin, and uh, you can look him up because I always horrifically mispronounce his last name. Uh, but I got introduced to Dustin from Salinda, who's at Oracle now, and I didn't get the gig, and it made sense why I didn't get it. I wasn't right for it. Um, but yeah, okay, what was good was about the interview? Give us, give us an idea of what a – you told us what an idiot in, interviewer tells you. You know, uh, would you quit your job tomorrow if you won the lottery? And you'd be an idiot Dustin, if you didn't. Dustin, the bottom line is Dustin didn't interview me. Dustin and I had an hour. The first time we spoke, we had an hour conversation. We had a dialogue. And the focus of the, the discussion was all about recruiting and what I've done and how I view our, you know, the business we've chosen. But it wasn't an interview. It was a conversation that flowed. And he got more out of me in that hour than anyone did uh, reading from a list of questions. Okay, so tell Dustin's us how he did that so we can him. learn. Hey, hey, tell us how he did that so we can learn. It was you know? a lawyer asking leading questions. So I know, Jeff, you said you, um, you're not a big fan of using Twitter to recruit. recruit. Why not? And I said I would give him a story. And he would say, okay, let's talk about that. And it wasn't, we just talked. We talked and had laughs but he used it to get what he needed out of me to see if I did the job. You know, Jeff, that reminds me of a time when I was recruiting a Java engineer. Has that ever happened to you? And then it would lead me into telling us, uh, talking about it. And that, uh, he got everything he needed for to evaluate whether I was ready to move on to the next level, but at no time did it feel like I was um, a guest on um, American Idol being judged. And that, to mm-hmm. me, is a candidate a candidate experience. That, to me, is the best way of, of interviewing someone is that you get off the call and say that was a great conversation, not that was a uh-huh. great interview. Okay. So when you, you said that one of the things you like uh, uh, or think is very important now is to give feedback to the candidate why he or she didn't get the job. Am I right about that? Yes, but I didn't realize, and I found an article about it on SHRM's blog, that you have to be careful legally about the specifics. So what I am trying to do now is if someone didn't hit it and there's some way that I can help. There was an error on a resume or you were very nervous. Um, Anything I can help with without crossing that line of what you're allowed to say legally, I will try. What are you allowed to say legally? It's hazy. The whole thing is hazy. You can't, you can say it's hazy. Uh, I, I don't want to comment, Animal, because I, I don't want anyone taking, okay, you know, I'm your, not a lawyer. Your takeaway your take take from that article is that it's not good to give rejected candidates feedback, no clear reasons why they didn't get the job. That's what you're telling us, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I wish it wasn't. So I tried. But this guy, you said you weren't right for this job with Dustin. How do you know that? It was a very corporate, um, these are the way we do things job, and I have a very unique style. And we talked about it and agreed. Even if they went forward, it wasn't the right fit for me. Oh, okay. So you, he told you essentially right there. He did tell you. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And it wasn't okay. a specifics. It was just it wouldn't have been a culture. You know, we all hate that word, that cultural fit, but it wouldn't yeah. have been the right fit for me. Uh-huh. Could I have done anybody, it? Yeah, anybody want to ask? But, anybody on the line want to ask Jeff a, a question about job hunting as a, a recruiter or interviewing? Anybody else? No, I have more questions. For the record, I'm here. Congratulations, Chair. You want to do the shout again? <laughs> Thanks for the warning. <laughs> no, I mean the, I mean the ham you know, Jerry, sandwich with a fresh garden tomato. You know what? I have to tell you, Jeff Newman has done something that most people in the world cannot do. He changed his accent in a fairly short time. I'm quite impressed. Okay? I He's made some people. headway, but there's still a little something there. I didn't know oh, what you're talking about. What are you little... talking about? What are you yeah, talking about? I don't have no go. accents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get good Melissa work, Adamo work. on and you'd hear a good accent. You'd know what that was. That's right. Oh, oh, Do gone. you really okay. think it's the accent, though? I think that it was a combination. Plus. That's, I, don't, that's... I don't think it was just one factor. I think no, it, it was never a whole is. bunch of things that added up to a big no in a lot of people's minds. Do I think the accent was a part? Yeah. Do I think uh, my weight was a part? Yes. Do hold I on. Think How do that you know I'm that your weight was a part? Hey, hey, so you're calling yourself like a, 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 a obese. I, I don't know what that really means. Like, could you fit in the chair when you went to the interview? Yeah. I'm a size 40 I'm, waist, yeah, and like I'm 5 foot 3. I'm 190 pounds, and I'm 5 foot 3. But I'm 5 pounds down. I'm on Weight Watchers. Oh, good. I wish yes. you the best. So you look a bit like a basketball. Is that what you're saying? Yep, I look like a human weeble wobble. I, you can push me, but I don't fall down. Type. Okay, but uh, I look I like a human you, weeble wobble. You know, I, I, I'm as cranky and irritable as the next guy. But if I was talking to somebody who could do a good job, unless they were a mess, I don't think that would really influence me. Does anybody else think that uh, being 100 pounds overweight is going to... Uh, be bad for you for a recruiting job? Oh, I think it's bad for any company. They're going to look at what their insurance rates are. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I didn't even think of that. Okay. Seriously, but, but you again, can, right? It wasn't, I can't stress enough. I don't think it was one thing. I think it was the combination of all the quote unquote red flags that people saw. That added up to a no. I am very well, no, you're, sure. Now I, you're, I you're hamming up the accent again. Just keep your eye nah. on that for me, will so, you? Don't make me look that. Doesn't, 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 animal, the accent doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And, Jeff, the fact is that your accent and your weight was probably lower down on the list. I think you may be, you know, it may be a disservice to yourself if you keep putting those higher on the list. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something that I did. Here's something I did when I was in the first stages when I wasn't doing as positively on the interviews as I had hoped. I called up a guy, Troy uh, Isom. He's the uh, managing director for the West Coast for the judge group. And a great guy, very West Coast, in the same way that I tend to be a bit East Coast. And I said, Troy, uh, I want you to give me a fake interview and tell me if there's a cultural nuance I am missing as an East Coaster that I'm not getting here something because I can't figure out why I keep failing. I tried everything because I truly didn't understand. Um, and he met with me and, and he said, no, you know, there's nothing nothing that is, is not going to play on the West Coast. Um, 
Oh, listen, I, think I want to tell thing... everybody something. In the end, he got a recruiting manager job. I mean, it's, something weird is happening here. The guy sent out 300 resumes. He had 75 phone screens, 25 face-to-face interviews, couldn't get a job. Then, all of a sudden, he gets a job as a recruiting manager. Why did these guys hire you? I brought a lot to the table that they needed here. Tripping.com, we just got uh, Series B funding. It is doing something that no one else in the industry is doing. It's it's kind of, everyone says think kayak, but for vacation sharing. It's for travelers to search, compare, and book vacation rentals to find the perfect place to stay. And we just hit Series B funding, and it, it had always been a Series A funded company, meaning, you know, who came in, came in. There was no formal staffing process. There was no formal onboarding process. There was nothing. Everything was done well, but nothing was written down. Nothing was formalized. And when the Series B came, it was time to start getting policies and procedures in place. So I met, uh, I actually had taken a contract at another company first. And Carter, he's the CFO, and he was doing all recruiting and human resources things before. Don't drag it out, okay? Get to the point. Yeah, get there, will ya? <laughs> yeah, I think he lost him. I think we lost him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, he got, a job. Hear him. Yeah, he got a job. He got a, he got a job in the end, which is nice. He's got a wife and a kid. Uh, and I guess he'll be back in a few more minutes to tell us why. But you know what struck me? Obviously, this one guy, Dustin, you know, he is a, a very good conversationalist. He can ask behavioral questions without making it sound like it's a grilling. It sounds more like a conversation. I had this experience once with an engineer. Have you had anything similar? And, and that leads to a nice you know, opportunity without making it seem too formal. However, those other people, at least that junior guy, seems to confirm what Sarah Brennan told us and uh, what Tim Sackett uh, said as well, that a lot of these uh, corporate recruiters are just not with it. Mike Cox, your, your feedback since you're on the inside? Uh, I wasn't paying attention. What was that? Oh, forget it. Anybody else want to comment who was actually listening to me? I was. Uh, we have to. Trying to figure Jerry, out who wrapped this. What? Jerry, are you there? I'm here. Okay. You know, you're always saying, you know, you, you, you're you really saving the show. Well, now the guest isn't here. Here's okay. a chance for you to save the D- show. Has anyone <laughs> asked? Did anyone ask the guest? Yeah. Why doesn't he just go make a placement somewhere? I mean, he he's a he was an agency recruiter for that was decade, one long right? time ago. That was a long time ago. It wasn't that long ago. I talked I I I talked to him, worked kind of worked with him a little bit when he was at Genesis 10 in so New York. I mean, he's a recruiter. Hunting, while he was job hunting, he should have tried to earn some money as a as a freelance recruiter. I think it'd be own. easier to make a placement than to find a job. Wouldn't uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. That's I an mean, interesting idea. Okay. Okay. Seriously. Well, anyway, he now he said one day he'll come back and talk to us. But he said he's gonna he's changed completely. He said in the future I will not get frustrated with a candidate who submits themselves to every role on a website because he knows how how desperate you feel when you're job hunting. I don't no. believe that. He's now ruined as a recruiter. He's maybe. He says you got to shut not be... people like that off. The stalker <laughs> yeah, type. Yeah. You got to cut them out. Wait. 
They're wasting now time. He's, he's, oh. Jerry, you're right. Uh, no. And he says, listen to what else he says. He's got a new creed, right? I will not be irritated with someone who calls me every day. When I told them, I'd call them if there's any news. <laughs> hey, hey, lunatics, it's open season on my phone. That's essentially what he's saying. He said, if someone emails me to ask why they didn't get the job, I will try and help. Well, he already told us he's backtracking on that, okay, because it's illegal. He's going to get the company in trouble. So I don't know. You know, and, and that moves into something else. Let me see if he's back by any chance, okay? Hold on a sec. Oh, yeah. Is, this... Is that you again, Jeff? I am back. I had a beautiful monologue, and no one interrupted me. I was like, man, this is going great, and I realized I had gotten cut yeah. off. Okay. Okay. Listen, uh, I asked a question while you were gone. This Dustin guy seems like a bright person, but these other corporate recruiters you met, were they mainly dummies? I don't want to say that. I would say that so that's they're a yes. people. That's a yes. No, that's a yes. no, no. They were naive. Ignorance is not stupidity. I think that one of the things I worry about on the animal show, on blogs, on everything we do, uh, and I talk about it with Steve Levy all the time, is it's an echo chamber. The people who are on the animal show are not the people who can best benefit from what we're giving out on the animal show. Self-selection. Yeah, it's just... Well, let me ask it, you this. I was going to ask you before you Al- disappeared. Alejandro hey. doesn't need to know. He's he's an awesome recruiter. He doesn't need 90% of the things we talk about here. You know what? Well, you don't have to come it, and kick the people year old. into the show, okay? Listen to me. You keep making me forget what I was going to say. What about all these blog postings and being on these shows? Has that influenced any of these people? Did they do a search on Jeff Newman and then... You know, see these things you've written and say, I'm, I don't want to be anywhere near this guy. He's out. Do you think that influenced you, your search? Mm, I, I don't know. I'd rather not say. Did anybody say, say, I just say don't know. oh, yeah, I've read your blog, Jeff. I see you raised these issues. Yes. yes, Will Staney at Twilio did. And I think, that yeah. it, and that was, again, one of the better interview experiences. They knew who they were interviewing. I wasn't an unknown when I walked through the door. So, Same so with hold on. So oh, wait a second. Based on what you're just saying now, is it untrue that these corporate recruiters run you through Facebook and, and uh, Google before they actually get to interview you? Everybody says that's what they do, and if you got a, a stupid picture, you're going to get knocked out. But they didn't even I don't ask think you they for did the most to part. Me. What? I do not think that they did it with me because then they would have known how to talk with me and what I know and what I don't know. At one well, point, someone asked me to write a template email of what I would send to candidates uh, on a first contact. And my answer was, well, I wouldn't send a template email. Uh, a template email. I'd pick up the phone and call them. I don't know what you want from me. I didn't uh, say that's it that you said, I've, read, I've read your <laughs> blog postings. I've read your articles. And you actually publish one of the first contact emails you use. It had something to do with Star mm-hmm. Wars or something like that, okay? That you make it personal. You don't send a template. You send something to a human being, not to their paper. Yeah, I talk about that all the time. But okay. the truth is, if I can pick up the phone first, I try to. It depends on the person, depends on the role. I don't think okay. there's one you tool, you know, one things. hammer. You said a few stupid – hold on. Just, I'm going to move on from your job search. Can I interject? You said, a few dumb thing, you said a few dumb things in your article that we were talking about when you were off. 
You said I, I'm oh, going to cool. be nice to some. I'm going to be nice to people who apply to every job on the website. I'm not going to be irritated when somebody calls me every day, even though I told them I'll call them. You know, these are ridiculous things. You've already backed away. I pointed out. You've already backed away from your claim that you're going to give them honest feedback about why they weren't accepted. So, uh, what about these other two things? You're going to back walk away from them too? They were just said in the, you know, the heat one of the thing moment. I, I, I think one thing I said was I am going to try, not that I am going to do. And what I am going what to are continue weasel? to what try. What a way to get out of that. Uh, I didn't no, say No, it's not. I'm not I getting said it I'd out. Try. I said I I am going to admit to my imperfections. I am not perfect, but I, I will tell you I will do everything in my power, even if it's a crappy yes, I don't need these, template don't email, any, oh, to not uh, let anyone fall into a black hole. Yeah, that okay. I will Look, never allow. That I will tell you. You also 100%. said there will be no black holes said, on my desk. You also said you'll be a career advisor, and I know Will Thompson has made a big deal lately about taking time to chat with candidates who aren't going to make him any money. He said that's the way to be successful. I don't understand that. Okay, when you say you're going to be a career advisor for candidates that are no good, how much time are you going to spend with them? As much as and is who's needed. paying Melissa, for it? Your employer you know, or you? I think everybody pays for it because it's not a short-term game. You're thinking short-term, man. You've got to think about the long-term. Everyone is a potential placement, whether you're agency or corporate side. Everyone has to work. That's America. Welcome to it. And Melissa Adamo, who's been on the show before, she and I fight about this all the time. Because I, I don't think there is, I don't think there is a bad candidate. I don't know when I'm going to get a call. Listen, I have a come on. There are just people nope. I cannot place today. <laughs> oh my do you, goodness! Do you think that being on the inside versus the outside has an influence on how much candidate focus a recruiter has? Yes, of course it does. When I'm on, when I was on the outside, I had two goals: how much money can I make, and am I going to get fired tomorrow? Uh, wow. Agency recruiting to me will always be Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. When Jack Lemon says to Al Pacino, "I bought his summer house in 1979," and Pacino looks at him and goes, "It's 1980. What the f have you done since?" That's agency recruiting. The only, uh, wrong, you said it, the wrong, only permanent, wrong, dude. The that only dude. permanent, the only agency recruiter who has a permanent job is one who has a positive revenue stream. Three months without a revenue stream, see you later. No, I don't care that you've been there twenty Man, years. Man, dude, dude, that's I'm crazy. a little bitter about it, but that's been my. Experience. You are, and that's and so I've, jaded. It's really just. I mean, that's how it was in my first bullpen job, the boiler room staffing stuff in the '80s. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't have any send-outs on the board this week, you better have one next week. But My first job, that they uh, walked around hold on, Because I, I am an agency guy. I own an agency. I run an agency. I've always been agency. And I don't sit here thinking about the the immediate dollar, the immediate buck. So I believe that you use a fairly broad brush there. Not every agency recruiter is sitting here thinking, what's the quickest way to make a buck? I mean, if Jerry, I was going to do that, I'd start Jerry, selling you, cars. You are the outlier. No, I'm not. You're amazing. No, what, you're the outlier. I'm sorry. Can't we the echo chamber? The people who are doing that—they're not on. They're not taking an hour out of their day to learn something new. They're doing other things, and that's 
the difference. Yeah, I, I did 15 years on Wall Street, and I, uh, I I love agency recruiting, and I respect it, and I dig it, but it was always about the next placement. And I am glad you run your company differently. It, it, it fills me with hope, and I mean that. But the majority of the agencies I've seen by a hell of a mile However, are about what thing, what have you made for me. You can... You you can still be about the next placement and your next customer and your next send-out. That's what our job is. So it's really about how are you thinking about it. Are you thinking about it in terms of uh, that's going to be, uh, you know, a big fee or I need I need that fee? No. I I agree with you. I could uh, I'm going to put it back on speakerphone and get back to my... I don't agree with you that the world of the agency world works like that. Uh, uh, Animal, Melissa asked me, Melissa Adamo asked me if you could unmute her. She's on a 917 number. She's not, she's not, okay. Yeah, okay, she's unmuted. I hope we can hear her. Thank hi, you. Melissa. Yeah, hi, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Just one second. I've been, trying to, I've been trying to say something for a sec. You're on a good line. Mike Cox just told uh, Derek Zeller that this show is lousy. I want to know what we can do to improve it before I go to Melissa. Michael Cox, the show's in your hands. He's maybe hung up already. Dude, you lost him, man. He told you he was fading 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago when he said, what? This, this was well, a I while back. You, you, started this long, you started this long chat. I had to let you, you talk about agency recruiting with Jeff Newman. No, okay? When so, Newman is, is, is dismantling everything I hold dear about my career of helping people, yeah. he says it's all about it. money. I did, there's it's no money there in this. Like you can make money doing this? Somewhere in between. It's happening around? every day. Oh, my what God. What Newman described. Okay, Melissa Demo. Nice Get to hear from you. What do you have to say, Melissa? Line. What do you Get want to Cox say? back on the line. That there is a bad candidate, and we fight about this all the time. And there's bad candidates all over the place. Correct. But Jeff will all tell over. you that there's no such thing as a bad candidate. Yes, there is. He's too candidate-focused. And he probably said that in 50 interviews in a row and didn't get the job. Yeah, that's probably true. And but we, uh, Melissa, uh, Melissa, let me knows, ask you about but, this. You know, he sounds like a convert. There's this thing, you know, like uh, Will Thompson is talking about it as well, and Stacey mm-hmm. Zafar also says, as as uh, I was just re- reminded by Jackie Clayton, you know, chatting with job hunters you can't use, uh, that's going to help you. Do you believe that? No. Pardon me? Say a little louder. No. I don't. No. Why not? Uh, it's not. It's not. We're, we're, we're not in the psychology business. There are bad candidates that you cannot help that are not uh-huh. going to be the right fit for your clients, your organization. It doesn't matter how you're recruiting. You're, you, you're either recruiting inside for one client, which is the company you work for, or you're recruiting agency for many clients, which are your clients and customers. It's still the same type of recruiting. You're but, selling the organization, and there is a bad candidate. And hopefully, okay. though, Melissa isn't saying just hang up on people and be rude to them. Of course no, not. No, no, no. But you don't want to get into some 45-minute career yeah, counseling exactly right. session and then obligate yourself to review in the lady's resume and add some tips and see if you can find a recruiter that can help her and offer some, send her some notes and help her. No. Just don't do that. And that's what Jeff is saying. You never shut a candidate down. You help them forever. Absolutely not. 
Nobody has that kind of time. Jeff I'm not Newman in the babysitting does. business. No, I don't. <laughs> and you don't, Jerry, either. When I'm the babysitting business, you speak to a person for your role. They're not right for that role. If yeah. you're a good candidate and you think you may have something for them, you'll call them. You'll keep in touch. If they're a bad candidate and we've all seen them and worked with them, unfortunately, you cut the conversation yeah. short, you wish them the best, and yeah. you're on to the next Nicely person. You move forward but friendly. I wish you the best of luck in your search. We are unable to proceed with your candidacy at this time. I don't care what you say, but you're done, and you take their resume. I don't care who you are, and it goes in the recycling pile, and you never Circular do it file. again. Yeah, I, I know, I know several recruiters. I don't disagree or act differently than anything both of you have said with one exception. I keep them all in my database, and I make notes. That's it. And, uh-huh. and I, I don't and I don't do a two TNU. hour counseling session, but I'll send you three links on how to improve your bad resume. I'll send Jeff. you an interview no, I'll send no, you a link no, on how no. to be less nervous. Just, the re- the reason I asked about the candidate focus was because you're coming across sounding way too candidate focused. Um, you know, that's why I asked the original question. It just seems like you're you're spending time focusing on people that you can't help. I right. Try. Agree. I, I okay. dig what that you're saying. I, it's something I have okay. to think about. I don't know. Let's move on. Alejandro's going to leave, but do you want to ask a question or say something before you go? Or you can rate the show and say it stinks and what I did wrong. I don't mind. You stink, but I'm not leaving. Oh, okay. I thought you were. You sent me a message. Everybody's sending messages. I, They're signing I off. I was saying okay. goodbye to Daryl. Oh, sorry. Okay. So, uh, sorry, Alejandro. Okay, uh, Jeff. Do you, mm-hmm. you know, I saw a webinar by Lou Adler called How to Be Persuasive, How to Be More Persuasive as a Recruiter. Since you're so candidate-focused, I'll relate it back to that. Do you feel a need to be persuasive, or is that unfair to the candidate? You're trying to move I, them in the direction you want. No, I think that's sales, and it's not about moving them the direction. You can never move a candidate to do something that they want to do. Our job is not to move the candidates. Our job is to help the candidate realize things they may not see on their own from our expertise as staffing experts. That was a bad sentence, but you know where I'm meeting. You can't make the horse drink the water. You have to make the horse thirsty. And it's not about being persuasive. It's about listening and understanding what a candidate's quote-unquote hot buttons are and what's making them move. And then when you're closing the candidate, you don't tell them what their hot buttons are. You get them to remind themselves of why they were looking in the first place. Okay, so th- let me ask you It's not persuasion. There's, there's never any conflict between what the recruiter wants and what the candidate wants. Like, let's say you think this guy or this woman would be perfect for my company for this role. And they're not sure it's for them. Okay? So... If you're not trying to persuade them, uh, do you agree with this? Does that mean you agree with them or you don't want to intrude upon them? Or are you really trying to tell them, I think this is good for you? <laughs> would you ever tell someone, you know, I think this is a good I move for you? I would tell them flat out. And, and, if, if, and I wouldn't if I didn't feel an opportunity was truly a better move. I would tell them that. And I would also say this is, you know, your mileage may vary. It's your career and your life. Here are the good points, here are the bad points, and it's your decision. But, yes, I I would never tell a candidate, no matter what the fee was, no matter what my company needed, to take a job that I didn't feel was truly a better opportunity for them. 
Okay, but if they it. thought if they thought it wasn't a better opportunity and you thought it was, would you go all out trying to get them? Oh God, yes. To a to a point, I think my oh. final step would be to do what we call a T square, where uh, oh, I don't, it has other names in the industry, and I would show them where I thought it was better and and where it wasn't, and tell them what I thought. But again, it's not my decision. Oh, it's not God. my job to to manipulate them. Melissa? Oh, stop. To fill the opening, you can influence them. You have got to be kidding me, and we've been friends a long time. If I'm looking to make a placement, to Jerry's point, in a nice way, I am going to jump over rings of fire to try to convince you to take that job if I think it's the right thing for you. That's why we get paid as recruiters. Uh, I, Melissa, agreed. The the word, the issue we're having, is the 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 disconnect is the word convince. I am not going to convince anyone of anything, but I will help you convince yourself. And it sounds like I'm. Um, you know, Jeff, I never expected it from you. You're talking out of two sides of your mouth on every issue. Okay, you know, you never say, "Yeah, I disagree that's, with you." Yeah, I agree with you. That's I just part of my charm because because in my head, it's uh, I really do see not just all sides of the issue, but four and okay, six sides. Okay, I'm moving sides on. And, I'm moving on. And I'm I moving on. No I got way. an audience. I got an audience. Okay. Have you ever recruited someone for a lateral move? There wasn't Hell any yeah. more money. All part the time. Of me? Can you All give one a story? Can you give a story sure. just like you would have told Dustin or Will Staney? Absolutely. Uh, I've recruited. Um, I had a candidate about this is about a year a year ago for a lead quality assurance role, and we had an offer at our company, and he had an offer. I don't remember if it was Netflix or Hulu, but one of those streaming services. The offer was a lot more money. The company was was a much bigger name than where I was at the time. And what I said to him is I said, we're offering you less money. We're offering you more equity. But the one thing that we're offering you that I promise you you will not get at Netflix or wherever it was is that in two years in Netflix you're going to be a QA lead. You're going to start as a QA lead, and in two years you're going to be a QA lead. We expanded our office over 75%, and can I promise you on something? No. But I can promise we prefer to promote from within, and your opportunities for growth professionally will be much greater here. And that kind of lateral, it doesn't make up a $100,000 difference, but it makes up a $15,000 difference, I feel. Opportunity and you, is... And you, how did you have the confidence that the person wouldn't have the same opportunity in Netflix or that other firm? Because uh, I don't, I couldn't guarantee it, but I do believe that the more corporate and larger a company is, the less room there is for growth in that way within the company. Oh, it's a general principle. Anybody else have experience experience with lateral moves? I imagine those must be hard positions. By the way, that sounded very convincing. How is that not trying to convince somebody? Thank you. I didn't say I'm perfect. I said this is how I try to do things. I mean, that, that sounds listen, like you're listen, trying to convince somebody. And that's the, hypocrisy is not a negative thing. It means you know what you should be striving for, even if you're not hitting it. I ain't perfect, man. I, these are the things I strive to do. Do uh, I always know okay. what I want to do? No. Did anybody else Who do does? a lateral move? Anybody? You're right, Michael Cox. I was thinking the same thing. 
by the way. Uh, anybody else uh, ever make a lateral move? Uh, I think that's a hard a hard position to recruit for. One, you know, where the money's not that great, but at least he had a he had a belief in a, that there was a clear advantage. I anybody have, else you know, a, a time or two, sure. Yeah, you want to tell? I think them? everybody does Sometimes. that more than the yeah. the 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 higher title. Sometimes people are driving like an hour to work, yeah, or they know they're going to be laid off in six months, or you know they're at a dead end. I mean, sure, you're selling the opportunity and the future prospects within you know this organization versus your current organization. What about just selling the work? The work is better at this. You know, I mean, well, sometimes it's not like you're going to get a better title. Case, you're not going to get a shorter can, commute. You can sell. The work being better to somebody who doesn't like the work they're doing. I mean, I'm not going to sell better work to somebody who loves their job. I mean, yeah. you, you pick up right. these little teeny things and say, "Well, what about selling that? I'll well, sell it if that's what they want to buy." Okay, that's Jerry, what I'm Jerry just, said you got to find out what their, what their needs are and what they're what not happy about. Want. What are their push factors? What's okay, pushing first, them first, out first of Mike their Cox current and Alejandro. What? Okay, but Michael Cox, listen to this, and everybody else too. I attended a Lou Adler webinar this week, and he said, you want to recruit people who are not running away from something, they're running towards something. That's the good kind of candidate. Oh, and, sounds great. Well, what Jerry's doing is... I'm going to recruit Jerry, people giving, I can place. You're giving yep. the example, Jerry, of people who Every are running time, away from something. People, okay, hold Michael up. Cox. Yeah. People always are going to be leaving something. However, they go to something. I mean, you got to both. If there's no stimulus to leave, they're not going to leave. I mean, maybe one out of ten will, as opposed yeah. to your 80% of the people that want to leave are going to leave. So You've, Everybody's got push factors and pull factors. Um, and... and You've got to figure out what those are in your conversation and remember those and touch on those along the entire process of, of, of recruiting that individual or presenting that candidate or whatever the case may be. If you're a sourcer, you have to make sure that your recruiter knows what those factors are. Hey, make sure you talk about the fact that we have these three things because those are the three pain points that I picked up on in my conversation. Mm-hmm. There has to be a reason for somebody to consider a move, somebody, yep. something internal. One of the few questions that I make sure that I ask every candidate that I'm working with is something to the effect of, what has happened recently that made you decide it's time to look at making a change? Mm-hmm. And if they don't have an answer to that, then they're not leaving. Unless okay. you want to start being the recruiter that's, Trying to get him a twenty thousand dollar raise, which I think Animal seems to be your niece. Uh, <laughs> okay, but unless something has happened Adler. recently, then they're not going to they're not going anywhere. Period. You know, we play a bunch of games out here, but the reality Alejandro? is. Alejandro. Uh, listen, it's it's what Jerry said earlier. You're going to sell what the person wants. That's what the conversations are about in the beginning of the the discovery phase when you first talk to them on the phone. You find out what's important to them. If you don't have that, then you don't have something you can sell, which means that you're then not you going to be able to exert nothing. any influence. Right. Then you have so, nothing. And right. your job is not to sell. Your job is to help them sell themselves. You, we sell nothing. No one is going to make a move 
if they Listen, don't already if someone's have the, the fence, that goes to you like, can bet I'm going to push them. you get a candidate them. that has a counteroffer, you, you, your best answer to a candidate who's considering a counteroffer is, is it going to change the reasons you were looking in the first place? And the answer is always no, because in, that's just how it is. You know, Melissa, if, if, you, yeah. if Jeff says that we don't sell, that means yeah. we do sell. That's what I've learned. <laughs> Whatever That's he right. says, the, the, he's just trying to deny the obvious, okay? Uh, there was something I'm still little, saying you convince. Yep. Yeah, he does, obviously. Mike, Mike you have to got him on that. Them. But Lou Adler uses this question. Jerry said he's got his one question, you know, wh- why would you want to leave? But Lou Adler says, That's you like not my doing? one question. <laughs> That's one of. Okay. That's but that's, yeah, but that's not even the question. It's not why do you want to leave? Oh nope. God. What happened Lou recently? Adler, Lou Adler says he always asks this question: Do you like what you're doing? Because he only wants people who like what they're doing, not people who want to get away from what they're doing. Okay, so that's how he would pull someone into a lateral move. And he I have a lot of respect for Lou, mm-hmm. but do you do you ever stop and think that maybe he's selling something too? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, what right. mm-hmm. he, hey, he sold somebody really good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so, Animal, I think, started the Canadian fan club for Lou Adler this week. Uh, no, I, I, I follow uh, Lou Adler. Why, why shouldn't I? And why? Here's, uh, a, here's some other points you guys man. don't get. If Lou yeah. Adler is saying something, why shouldn't I get your feedback to see what the other recruiters think about the same oh, idea. Cool. I'm hey. not promoting Lou. I think, you know, I want to see what you think about what Lou says. What's wrong with that, Jerry? Nothing. <laughs> okay. I got a, I got an East Coast, West Coast question for Jeff Newman. We're almost done. There was a woman on uh, on the Facebook who said when she recruits in her usual market, which is Tampa, she says about herself, she's very confident, I have a flawless pitch. I have a flawless pitch, but when I speak to people in California about the same kind of job openings, they seem way less interested. And, you know, she was wondering why. Uh, now, Jeff seemed to tell us that there's really no difference between people wherever they are. Did I understand you correctly, Jeff? Yes. Uh, I think um, there's a generational difference, and again, I don't think it's a millennial thing. I think there's a different way of viewing the workplace right now among the different generations, but a job, an opportunity is an opportunity is an opportunity. It's the same no matter who you're speaking with. Did you just say something? I don't change my style. Did you just say something with substance? I think there's a difference in way seeing seeing the seeing the work. What what is it? What was the difference? I, I missed it. I think that with the 20 to 30-ish generation, give or take right now, very important is quality of life and the ability to learn and collaborate. With the 30 to 50, it's can I leave uh, Wednesdays at 5 because that's my kid's soccer game and I'm more interested in stability right now. And it's it's just when the 20 to 30s or 40 to 50s, they're gonna the the switch is just gonna yeah, okay, happen yeah, okay, again. Okay, okay, okay. Anybody else got a question? We're done. Anybody on the line who you know? I really appreciate it when Alejandro and Mike and Jerry uh, share their uh, knowledge. But there's other people here. Does anybody? And yeah. Melissa in this case too. Anybody else yeah. want to say anything? Now's your chance before we hang up. Anybody? 
Anybody? Jeff, any last words? As always, I have so much fun. Thank you for having me. And I'm, I'm so happy you came. came. I didn't anything. have a guest, and I need a guest for next week, okay? So if anybody's listening who wants to be a guest, you can see how much fun it is sometimes. <laughs> it's great. Can I pitch my company's web address again? Tripping.com. If you're doing a vacation rental, it's you can compare all the different places you can rent from in one place. You can also – we're an aggregator, but you can also book right through the site, and it's a it's a very cool thing that nobody else is doing. You'll save money and you'll get vacation rentals. And do you have uh, cool reviews place. and stuff on the site though? Because I'm a big TripAdvisor fan. Yes, check us out at Tripping.com. We have reviews, uh, and a lot of it is click-throughs because we're an aggregator. But all the properties have reviews, and I think we're putting in a review system. But don't quote me because I'm not on the engineering oh, I team. See. I don't know enough to say. Home away. Okay, Jerry, Jerry, do an after retreats. show? I forgot. Yeah, Jerry, yeah, let's do an after show. Or we'll just we'll just let it trickle out until everybody hangs up. Okay, should, should I introduce, like, make an after show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Like okay. real. Th- thanks to Jeff Newman. I really appreciate it. And no, thank you. I'm going to jump off. It's Newman. I'm going to jump off the after show so you can talk about me. Thanks, Thanks, Newman. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. The only thing worse than being uh, talked about is not being talked about, so feel free. What's not being talked about? I said the only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about, so I'll jump off. Right. We're not going to talk about Newman. I need to stay on. I like the after show. Yeah, I love the after show. It's it's been kind of on hiatus this summer, since uh, you know I don't I don't work a, a strenuous schedule all summer. Right. Uh, I'm I'm one of those 50 year old 49 year old work life balance soccer game kind of guy. I like it. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. So Melissa, what, what's your story? You, you worked with Jeff. I worked with Jeff. At, and, uh, and you're on the East Coast though, right? Are yeah, you in California? Coast. No, I'm in New York. It sounds like it. Yep. Yep. With this accent? <laughs> Animal. See, that's what I believe that's one of the reasons Jeff had a hard time fitting uh, in on the on the left coast. I'm going to argue no, that. Why not? Uh, you can't argue that. I got he sounds like a, uh, Yeah, uh, he is the exact opposite of the California guy. Right, but it's... It's got nothing mm-hmm. to do with the accent. Yes, it does. You, you think so? Absolutely. His accent is not any thicker than mine. There's no way. No, yeah, his is like one of the like, the, like if you were casting a movie and you had to get like a dude with a heavy New York Jewish accent, Jewish Bronx guy, kind of right. thing, the whole thing. All right, that's, that's all Newman. Right. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all, right. all right. I think that's a smaller factor than than. And maybe, again, a disservice to him to focus on that. Oh, you could. It, I agree. I agree. Is that Mike? I agree with you. And I've known yeah. Jeff a long time. I know yeah. Jeff a long time. I worked with him agency, and then he was the reason I'm actually at the current company that I'm at. He recommended me to come work here. So I know him a long time. I don't think it's just the accent. 
And I told him not that just, but I do believe it's a, it's a fairly sizable factor. Nah. Who just said nah? It talks. I agree with him. It's not. You turn that on its head and you turn it to an advantage. Absolutely. People are going to be listening, paying attention to me when I call them out here. I can start talking Texas real nice if, if I see it's going to serve a purpose. Yeah. yeah, that's correct. I'm not the only one that has suggested that about Jeff's accent. Am I? I don't call? think so. He's, he's, he said it. Yeah, but it's, uh, yes, he said it, but I have to agree with Mike. It's not the top of the list reason. Mm-hmm. How many interviews did he have? 25. Wow. That's crazy. I think it's not not so much only the accent, just they picture him being a New York guy, an East Coast guy, and he's on the West Coast. And I, maybe I people think maybe do he hire didn't in their own image. People hire people that they think are going to blend in with them. Don't don't they? Don't we? Doesn't everybody? I, I, I know we're all shooting for diversity, inclusion. Uh, all that stuff, but in reality, people hire kind of in their own image. Not all the time. I mean, people hire another person who thinks will fit in well with the team. If that person happens to be an opposite and they're still going to fit well, you still hire them. An accent doesn't inform thought process. There's no conforming necessary. Familiarity breeds contempt. You want different types of people, but that can still do the job. Everybody mm-hmm. has a different strength. And that's what makes the team drive and work well. Yeah, how, sure. That's what we all sit around and say. However, you know when you've got the person that you're going to place with your customer, they're going to fit right in. <laughs> so let's, well, I mean, uh, Yes, I'm, I'm all about what we're supposed to be saying, Melissa. I'm, I'm hip to that. Yeah. No, but I know no. when I, I, I can spot who's going to get hired and who's not. Right, but there's a difference between they're going to fit right in yeah. and they're exactly the same. Yeah. There's a difference. They could fit right, right in and not be the same. And Newman is a very good example of, like, the – the example of the opposite of that. East Coast, West Coast, accent, no accent. So, but, so, so what else did I question. miss in the thing? I, I don't want to pick pick on Jeff. He's, he's a nice guy. No, no, no. He's a great guy. Here's the question. I decide tomorrow I'm moving to San Francisco. Yeah. I'm not getting hired anywhere. Your, your accent actor. is not as heavy over the top as Newman's. I mean, you'd, uh, and again, I'm not picking on Newman. I'm not no, even the no. one that brought up the topic of his accent. He did. Oh, he absolutely did. But that's yeah, what no, I'm saying, you, and I think Mike Mike brings up the point. If that's the case, and and let me listen to what Mike said, right? Jeff's top of his list is his accent. So on the female side, my voice is pretty deep. And I can, listen, I'm Jewish too. I can come right in there and be very Jewish and very New York. And I can go in and be like, oh, my God, I need a new job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay? Now, if I go in that way, if what we're all saying is sort of true, I'm also not getting a job. 
because of my accent. But if I go in and speak to you like I am now in a more professional tone and maybe tone it down a little bit. Yep, could be. There could be. There's a difference if I want to go, hi, Gary, it's so nice to meet you. Thank you for inviting me. I really, really appreciate it. Yes, I'm from Queens. I was born and raised in Queens. Versus, hi, Gary, yes, it's nice to meet you. Yes, I am born and raised in Queens. Yep, I'm with you. And and Mike suggested that he's got his Texas drawl accent. We all love the southern accents. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I don't want to offend New Yorkers, but it's just no. like a very stark, it's you like, think? ah, thing. I, mean, I grew up yeah, on the but, border. But I'm in Indiana where we have no accent at all. If if you have a right. Texas accent, then you're going to play the Southern courtesy card. If you have right. a New York ass accent, you're going to play the hustler card. You're going to play the cards that are going to you know, be to your advantage. Anything but Boston. Until they yeah, stop yeah. working. I agree with that. <laughs> I'm playing any card that's going to get me the job as yep. a candidate. Let's flip it for a minute, right? As a candidate, I am going to play the card that's going to get me this job. Yes, it's a partnership between myself and my recruiter, but if I want mm-hmm. this job or you're going to convince me that I want this job, I'll put on any accent you'd like. There you go. Our, here in Central Texas, our top sales executive year over year is from New York and often plays that up quite a bit and it works so it's not a barrier to her success and as Alejandro stated you know you flip that on its head and and use it to your advantage Absolutely. Um, okay then so what was Newman's problem I wasn't in on those I don't know what the yeah I mean what did he determine but no, I'll, here's I'll the, I don't know, but when he, he was just, going through it, I saw it as pretty scary. I was like, hey, what the heck's going on in the marketplace if a guy like Jeff can't get a job? No, yep. I'll tell you what it is, and I know this because I know him. He will admit it to himself and to anyone who'll listen. His recruiting style is Glenn Garrigan, Glenn Ross. He actually did that on an interview once, I swear to you. He'll tell you the story. Because hey, I think see, he said something like, that's not what recruiting is. And I, um, I, Jeff, I took issue with him earlier. That's not what we do. I no. agree with you. But that's what he believes. And he be- it's worked for him for all these years. And it should still continue to. Newman is that guy. He's not going to change because things change. Yeah. Well, what, did he, what did he say during the interviews about Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? I must have missed that. It's um, that scene with Baldwin when he says, I bought his summer house in 1979. The guy says to him, it's 1980. What the F have you done for him lately? And that's that's kind of what's worked for him all these years. I I, I say it all the time, and I'm on the inside, so to speak, right? He's still one of the best recruiters I've ever worked with and always will be. But it's not going to change because the times they are a change in, so to speak. And I think that's, that, combined with, to Jerry's point, the West Coast mentality of things ever changing was, I think, was a stumbling block for him. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, I, hopefully I will never have to interview, because I'm <laughs> like, who knows, it might take me 100 interviews to get a job. I don't know. Right. Uh, you know. I, None I, of us do, right. It would be, uh Yeah. So you got to change a little bit, right? You have to. You have to be, right, put on the face, the face, the faces that we face. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and and Jerry, you are interviewing all the time when you're talking to clients. Yeah. Yeah. It's working for you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe that's true. I, I don't know. I uh, the clients don't ask me what kind of hours I want to work, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just enough. I'm not a workaholic. I'm not into that. All right. Well, I'll see you guys next week. Yeah. I uh, thanks for bringing that up, Alejandro. I got to split. A good show. But, uh, nice chat with you, uh, Melissa. Thank you. Have you a good too. one. Yeah. Bye, see you, everybody. Bye, y'all. <laughs>